after a rather long trek from your starting point at the 188 trading post out to Dry Gulch and then to Bleakford, and several rather intense combats and radiation poisoning and the exhaustion and all that wonderful stuff that happened when you had to go out and find what was causing robots in the area to go out, to go haywire even, you have all decided to come back to the 188 to restock, refresh yourselves, and to get a little bit more of an idea of what you're going to be going into. You have a vault number, Vault 25, that apparently has uh, enough tools and enough robots to be where all of these threats are coming from. But you don't know where it is. You don't know if there are people still living in it. What could possibly be waiting there aside from robots? And so as the day went on and it was getting closer to time to pack it in, you decided to head to the 188 to get a little bit of shut-eye, get a, maybe get some food into you, and to hopefully see if anyone there knew anything about Vault 25. It's the beginning of the next day. It's about 8 a.m. Everyone has managed to recover any lost HP. The radiation poisoning has gone down due to uh, the care given to you by the Kerr family. And you are free to do as you wish with this day. Now, the 188 training post has become a lot more active today from how you left it yesterday. There are a few uh, new traders that came in and a few new people that you could possibly try to chat up, get a little bit of information from. There are also a few recognizable faces, especially for Chanel. Uh, one figure that you recognize is a nightkin woman that takes care of the uh, big horners over in good springs you know her name to be lily she wears a wide sun hat and a beaten down shawl that looks like it kind of belongs uh, in the picturesque view of an old grandmother tending to her grandchildren at the moment, she is uh, talking to what looks to be a junk vendor, uh, and you can just hear, I need some extra bits and bobs so I can figure out how to listen to my grandchildren again. And the floor is yours. Oh, wonderful. Uh, well, let's listen to the grandkids again. Sounds anyway. like she might want to eat the grandkids. Oh. Looks like that. Nah, nah, listen. Lily's as harmless as they get. Well, as they get. As Chanel says that, everyone looks over and sees that Lily, being a super mutant uh, nightkin, has a gigantic, uh, what looks to be almost like a claymore made out of scrap metal on her back that is just sort of strapped across it with, a, with like a loose sort of sheaf like a leather sheaf and a bit of rope. 
Uh, quick question for our for our game master here. When do we recover luck points? Uh, at milestones, as you are back at the 188 trading post, this is a milestone, so you have all recovered your luck points back to full. All right. Excellent. Noted. Wonderful. Like I said, as harmless as they get. Uh, such as it is, you know anybody around here who might know their way around old vaults, know anything about them? Because I sure as heck know. Hmm. Let's see, let's see. Uh... Chanel, if you would like, you can roll intelligence and speech, just because you're used to talking to people and knowing what everyone in general here is good at. And you've probably talked to a few of the traders here as well. Some of the ones that are uh, newer today as opposed to yesterday, though there are still a couple people that you don't recognize. There is one very interesting site is a bright red protectron that kind of looks more like a refrigerator on legs or like a vending machine on legs as opposed to like a normal protectron body. And you can see on the side it says property of Nuka World USA. Hmm. Don't know. Don't know that one. Uh, but, uh, you said um, intelligence and speech? Yes, because it is something that you, uh, is more about trying to figure out like what you know of these people. And of course, if you want, you can use luck instead by spending a luck point. One success. Okay. So you know several of the traders here. You know Alexander the Gunrunner. You know the Kerr family who run the little stop and little pit stop where people can get a bite to eat, get a bed for a little while, that kind of thing. You mm -hmm. know a couple that are off talk, actually talking to the Protectron, uh, Jack and Diane who are ex-cons who stuck around this place because the cons were trying to move elsewhere to make their a home for themselves and Jack and Diane were just interested in making and selling their product of various chems. You also know that if anyone is going to know anything about this local area or know someone who does, it would probably be the forecaster who is Clay, who is off uh, currently enjoying a... Uh, what looks to be a bowl of sugar bombs. Mm -hmm. That's the guy that definitely doesn't do drugs, right? That's oh, the guy that yeah, definitely yeah. doesn't do drugs and definitely isn't doesn't have a few screws loose with the odd uh, metallic halo almost that he wears on his head. Yeah, drugs. 100%. Okay. Um... Well, I'll uh, I'll be honest. Um, when it comes to the locals, uh, Clay is probably our better shot. Um, when it comes to sneaking around and sketchy shit, Jack and Diane over there might be our uh, might be good. Um, uh, the thing about this place is everybody knows a little bit of everything. Um, obviously some more than others, but. 
I'd probably say between the three of them, we might be able to find out what we need. At this time, have we dropped off uh, the two Brotherhood of Steel Knights with Portnoy then? Yes, they decided to get their own little room that they were all able to share, share together, and they they have not come out of the room yet. They are likely either still resting after licking their wounds that they sustained yesterday, and Portnoy is still being exhausted because he's old and he tried to trek through half of the Mojave, or they just decided to not come out yet, just in general. Fair enough. It is the beginning of the day, so you all are a little bit uh, thirsty and hungry. So if you wanted to remedy that by getting some food from uh, Michelle Kerr, then you can absolutely go and do that. Mm. That seems like a reasonable thing. Most definitely. Hey, Iris, can I see your rifle for a second? Uh, depends what you're doing with it. I just want to see how you modded it. Oh, all I got on is the scope. You want me to upstep that for you a little bit while we're resting around here? If you didn't, if you didn't plan on it, I was going to. So, uh, we got enough scrap, and Chanel can probably do the mechanics of it. My hands aren't good with it, but I know what to do when she's got time, if she's got time, anyway. We could also see about uh, selling some of that scrap as well. Possibly get something a little more... Mm, less junky and more finished. Now, 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 before we go through and sell whatever scraps we got, let me... Let me rummage through them. Um, I don't know what all we got in there, and... You know, I've been... I want to get my hands dirty, chest out a new... A uh, couple new different... um. Experiments, if I can. Um, but I can definitely take a look at your gun, see what I can do to it. Make sure you take a look at it before you mess around with your experiments. I don't want you blowing up my gun. <laughs> well, I'll drop some plans here while you uh, take a look at what we got. You'll be able to tell me whether or not we've got the stuff that's needed. Mm-hmm. Chanel, go ahead and give me a roll of... I'll let you choose between either perception and repair or intelligence and repair to figure out what you could get from some of this junk, because most of it is stuff that would be like from a department store or like a furniture store. But there might be a few bits and bobs you could get from, say, the clocks and things like that. Um, I am going to do perception and repair. Okay. I am going to spend it's a luck point to um re-roll let's re-roll one yeah yeah, yeah I'll spend you can spend one luck point per d20 you want to re-roll 
Alright, I'm gonna spend one luck roll to reroll one of those d20s. Okay. Yeah, no dice. Unfortunate. Because there's enough junk here, you are still able to think that you could probably get some of the the rarer bits and bobs that you would need, screws, some adhesive stuff that you could probably salvage from this junk here, but you would only be able to get maybe a quarter, turn a quarter of the junk you have into, into the more uncommon materials as opposed to being able to get more out of it just from your I, your general like knowledge of scrapping materials and getting more out of what you've got. Mm -hmm. Alright, well, I'm going to take that and that and I'm going to take that and some of those and a couple of those and a picks up like a bobblehead and like shakes it around not that um oh snow globe <laughs> very pretty anyway all this crap you can sell uh i ain't gonna need much of anything else so so be it and um she's gonna take her her bits and bobs and uh um start to sort through what she can use for the gun and what she can use for the um for her for her explosives and she'll uh um uh, what exactly is it that I'm doing to this gun well <laughs> I have drawn up these plans and he will describe uh a reinforcement of the receiver so that the bolts can be overcharged higher pressure chamber and uh, designs for cutting a muzzle brake, i.e. the modification powerful and modification muzzle brake. Let me see what I can do. Um, this might require oh, wait, me to yes, act. gun nut? Can yes, we, I can do. We, can we get a long barrel on that instead of that muzzle brake? Uh, let me see here. Probably. Yeah, I, I could do that. All right. Well, let me see if I can go and talk to um to our little uh uh weapon friend over there. See if I can get some more to work on the uh work on it a little bit. It might take me a couple hours, so um we'll see what we can do. Just for your own edification, your own knowledge, you could probably get what you need of the common stuff of the basics, like me like metal scraps and everything, just from busting down some of the junk you've got. But the mm -hmm. uncommon stuff you probably would have to buy directly from the gun runners. That way, they they would have to supply you with the materials to buy yeah. to actually like put it together, the screws and everything. Sure. Um. She'll um she'll break down what she can from the scraps and um make her way over to the gun runners to buy the uh, special stuff. Alrighty. Alexander is currently just working on his own little piece. He's got a uh, 357 Magnum, the, the old-timey cowboy revolvers that actually still have the like loading well as opposed to the removable cylinder. And he is just shining it up and adding a few little engravings to it to make it his own. And he looks up and he says, oh, uh, hey, Chanel, what do you need? 
Hey there, bud. Um, listen, I kind of need some, uh, some spare parts to make this mechanism work and chill. Uh, I assume Carter had like a, some sort of like a blueprint of what, and she'll, so she'll lay out the, the blueprint of the gun. I'm doing a friend a favor, and I was wondering if you could do a friend a favor and, um, part away with the couple of, uh, pieces of metal that I might need. I'll make it worth your while. I know that you've been looking to expand your business, and, um, in order to do that, you're gonna need someone to transport your goods. So... You give me some of these scrap pieces I need, some of these, uh, lesser-known bits and bobs, and, uh, I'll take your stuff out free of charge for the next two shipments. Give me a roll of charisma and barter, please, as he thinks about how he could, how it would be better to spread out even further from uh, the the regular gunrunners building near Vegas. All right, that is two successes. Okay. So that is one action point going to the pool because you only needed one success. He says, all right, yeah, I think I could get you enough bits and bobs for this. If you got just regular junk, you could probably take care of most of this yourself. But the actual, like, like the right uh, ported barrels and the right and the right hammers and everything that you, that you all need. I could probably give you that for two caps a piece. And from what it looks like, you would need about uh, if you're just if he's just going for put, uh, extending the barrel longer and put putting on the more powerful receiver, it would probably take you only about four pieces of the uncommon material. So that would come out to about eight caps. All right, make it one cap a piece, and I'll throw in an extra free rod. <sighs> you know, I'm good for it. All right. see, even Macy thinks so. He just looks down and uh, and reaches down to give to like rub Macy on the ears. All right, but just this once, I'm I can't take too many losses out here, just because the people back home will start asking questions about why I'm being so nice to y'all. Yeah, yeah, you know that you love it. All right, thank you, thank you. Ah, uh, you got three free rides out of me. Shipment rides, and shall I grab the stuff and? Head back to the uh, head back to the bench. Alrighty. So, to actually do this, normally it would. Uh, what is your repair skill, Chanel? Um, my repair skill is ten. No, uh, my no, my, oh, actual, my skill. actual skill. Oh, um, uh, four. Okay, so. Normally, this would be a more complicated procedure because it's not your own knowledge. It's basically you're listening to a, the equivalent of a YouTube tutorial being spouted at you from Carter. Oh, great. <laughs> but you're so at you're such a deft hand when it comes to tools and you've got all these new bits and bobs that you got from the robotics workshop that it's easy. Plus, you've got the actual uh, work, the actual uh, gun workbench that Alexander lets you use because he likes you. So given only about maybe 30, 45 minutes, you are able to put together 
you're able to scrap some of the gear, the junk that you've got. You only need to scrap about two or three units of it. Mm -hmm. And you're able to make Iris's rifle look all shiny with a much longer barrel and a receiver that looks like it could handle much a lot more oomph to it. All right, and she um, kind of, um, and she holds the the gun in a way that you can tell that she probably doesn't handle them a whole lot. Um, she's not pointing it down to kind of uh, uh, get anybody, like, to make sure that she's not, like, shooting anybody. And she just kind of tosses it over to Iris. Well, there you go. That should do it. All right, thank you much. Mm-hmm. Now, as you finished up with uh, getting that together, your stomach begins to rumble a little bit, and that is coming from all of you, except for Iris. Iris seems fine. Hmm. Well, I am positively starving, so I'm going to go get a quick bite to eat. I'm going to see if I can sweet talk my way into one of the vendors, uh, Kitchens. <laughs> and right, right. Kerner is going to just follow surreptitiously along out of sight, ready to appear whenever she manages to convince someone to let her in. <laughs> so you head over to uh, Michelle Kerr, who is running the front of the little rest stop you're at, and she and she says, "Oh, hey, Chanel." What can I get you? I'm chill. I was a, uh, I was, I was wondering if there was a, uh, uh, any way that I might be able to steal a couple of um. Uh, does she have anything like food related out like right now, or is it kind of like tucked away? Uh, she keeps most of it locked up in uh, refrigerators with uh, locked with like padlocks and <laughs> old refurbished. Uh, Sunset Sarsaparilla and Nuka Cola uh, vending machines. Mm -hmm. I was uh, I was wondering if there might be a way that I could uh, uh, deal a quick bite to eat from you. Um, me and uh, me and Maisie been doing a lot of uh, heavy lifting all day in the last couple days, and uh, both of us are a little starving right now, and she'll have she'll look down at uh, at Maisie to give uh, Michelle the puppy dog eyes. <laughs> well, see, I would love to help you out here, but unfortunately, all I got pretty much left is water. Most of my food got bought up by the oddly enough the Protectron over there, and she points over to the uh, bright red Protectron. Came in, came in here, asked for most of my raw food I hadn't even gotten started cooking yet but he paid premium for it so I don't know maybe it's some kind of like walking diner sort of thing the hell from around the corner what <laughs> <laughs> and she's like what What the hell I don't know this mysterious stranger's been following me around for like two days <laughs> I was just looking for food for myself <laughs> Well, if you if you want, you could probably go get some from the uh, Protectron. I do have plenty of Sunset Sarsaparilla. It seemed perturbed when I brought it up. 
but that might just be its coding given well. And she looks over and, and you just look back and again see Nuka World on the side of it. Hmm. Mind parting with one of them? Uh, yeah, sure. Just, uh, you know what? Because you've been such a good friend and such a loyal customer to me. And she just goes back and uh, hits the vend from the machine and it pops out two ice cold bottles of Sunset Sarsaparilla on the house, honey. Shell, you are a savior. Thank you so much. <laughs> she'll, uh, she'll take the, um, she'll take the, the, uh, the, the two sodas. Okay. Now, for your information, the Sunset Sarsaparilla works much in the same way that Nuka-Cola does. It, but instead of healing four, it heals three when you drink mm -hmm. it. And instead of giving you action points, it restores one point of luck. Ooh. Hey. Very nice. Useful. <laughs> and she'll, um, she'll, she'll throw, uh, she's going to throw two sunset sarsaparillas into her inventory bar. I mean, backpack. <laughs> um... Carter's gotta go take a look at that Protectron because Protectron's buying food is really yeah. weird. Iris definitely isn't eavesdropping in those Brotherhood of Steel people. All right. Iris, please give me a roll of perception and sneak. And we'll come back to you in a moment. Uh, Carter, you head over to this Protectron who seems to have. Uh, finished its conversation with Jack and Diane who have gone off to uh, enjoy what looks to be large boxes of potato crisps and jerky and their own uh, drinks some of which look to be Nuka-Cola's but they look a little like darker they don't look like any Nuka-Cola you've seen on the west coast and they are just going off and, enjoy and talking, laughing, enjoying themselves. And looking at them, you can tell they might be a little high on something. You're not sure what. And the Nukatron, just as you approach, just slowly turns like plotting, just don't, don't, don't. And just looks and uh, you can see its optics looking at you and just like scanning a little bit. Good morning, sir. What's the Protectron doing buying food? For clarification, I am a Nukatron, property of Nuka World USA, Pro property of Ray Joseph Bradbury. What's I a What's a Nukatron and a Nuka World? And do you eat? I do not need the physical sustenance. I procure ingredients. I am a chef, as it were. I was designed to find the best ways to utilize Nuka Cola and the best meals to go alongside various Nuka Cola flavors. Oh god, is this going to be like a Coca-Cola flavored steak, but it's going to be Nuka-Cola flavored steak. Oh, no. So you collect food to cook or do you process it inside and you just poke some in the stomach ish area? I have the capacity to turn food in 
from raw into cooked within myself. No need for the harsh camping cooking stations that you have here. And he just looks over at the uh, 188 pit stop and you swear if it had a face, it would almost feel like it's kind of disgusted. But then he looks back. I also have the ability to turn dirty water into purified water for a price. All in the name of Nuka Cola. Can I get you something to eat? Perhaps a early morning beverage? Sure. Do you have a preference or dealer's choice? Oh, we gotta go with dealer's choice on this one. One moment, please. And you just hear like whirring and it sounds, it kind of sounds similar to back when you were in the vault when you would hear uh, like engines or like uh, re the reactors like revving up again and like building up power. And it, you just like see it shaking a little bit and then it, the, it's back opens and it's outslides a almost what looks like a cup holder that has a incredibly bright orange looking beverage inside of a Nuka Cola bottle. And then on the other side, there is a plate that looks like it has a like a, a stewed mash of various green vegetables and what looks like Brahmin steak that has been seared to it looks seared really well. Thank you. Nukatron. You may call me and he just like raises a claw to what looks to be a faded like name tag that says, hello, my name is Marty. Marty, I've also been called Meal Ticket Marty. <laughs> well, I can see why. Uh, I don't suppose you happen to know a Dr. Morbius or anything like that, do you? That does not seem to ring a bell. Didn't think so. Thank you very much. One moment, please. While I am happy to serve, I must ask for re recompense for payment Ow. for the food. What do you take for payment, Marty? As it seems that the good old U.S. dollar has lost its value in all of this time, I take natural Nuka Cola caps. No sense as Vasparilla. <laughs> He will uh, deposit some caps in the uh, whatever receptacle Marty seems to have until such time as the robot dings or otherwise indicates payment is sufficient. It kind of looks like he has a uh, slot that would normally be used for coins, but it has been like widened and like modified to take wrenched a bit. Yeah, wrenched open a little bit. And it, and it, like basically he has a readout that is analog that just flickers down from 15 to zero as you put, finish putting in caps. Well, there we go. All right. As you dig in the actual food, it has it has been a while since you've had like good food since you left the vault. 
This is good shit. This is some of the best food that you've had since you entered the Mojave. It's filling, it's really flavorful, and the way that the, that the uh, steak is cooked, it is a perfect medium rare. And only mildly addictive. And only mildly addictive. You also uh, are treated as if your strength is one higher for the rest of the day. Great! The Nuka, the Nuka drink is a little odd because you've never had Nuka Cola Orange. But it's really tasty. It, it doesn't taste like actual like oranges, but very, but still very sweet and very good. And like that really uh, like fake orange, like crush or sunkissed orange flavor. Well, I got to say, this is uh, an unexpected delight out here in the wasteland. Thank you, Marty. Of course, if you need more, feel free to talk to Marty or meal ticket Marty. No sunset sarsaparilla, though. I will let others know that Marty will make them a, a fine breakfast if they so desire, have caps to spare, um, but they will not accept sunset sarsaparilla caps. That is correct. This is like, this uh, machine only takes quarters, dimes, and nickels, but will not accept any sort of pennies. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess it's just rest, recuperate, and go, bah, yay, food. Pretty much. Uh, the good doctor in this case, actually is going to go try and find the other three of the Brotherhood of Steel and figure out what's going on with them. Checking on them, basically. Fair enough. Iris. You I, uh, are three successes. <laughs> yeah, you're you are basically a shadow. You are at the door where the Brotherhood of Steel members are staying and you are listening in and you hear a conversation. Honestly, scribe, we did not have any in information and any knowledge that you were even out here. We we would be more than happy to take you back to Elder McNamara if you'd come back with us. And and you just hear his older voice saying, oh, yes, I think it's been long enough out here on my own. I'd very much like to go back to rejoin the chapter. What? What do you know of your our companions, those that brought you back here, they seem a good bunch. And you just hear the uh, the voice of Knight Arthur saying, yeah, I, li I like him well enough. That, uh, that Chanel's real cute. I don't know about the one with the rifle, though seemed a little cagey and then you just hear uh uh night Layton cutting off well of course she's cagey we're we're brotherhood out here in the mojave we're not exactly welcome uh i don't know if that's it boss but uh if you think that's it then all right and you just hear night Layton just sort of sigh it's like we gotta do what we can to just do our business here and go back home. We don't need to start a 
trouble with Mr. House or that Aaron boy he's got going for him. And you just hear uh, poor Norris say, you call him an Aaron boy, but he single-handedly has killed more people than I think the entire Brotherhood has in the years we've been active. Best to be careful what you say, Knight. And it is about this time that the good doctor sees uh, Iris, or well, yeah, sees Iris because Iris was hiding from the people inside the room, not just specifically from the people outside. And uh, Iris is near the door to the Brotherhood, uh, to the room that the Brotherhood members were at. Um, Dr. Hoffman will not actually say anything, but just give a little tap on Iris's shoulder nod and then go towards the door alrighty do you knock on the door or anything uh, yes okay uh, once you knock uh, you just hear uh, who is it it is me uh, Dr. Hoffman oh uh, doctor yes please come in hello uh, is everyone doing alright you head on inside and you see that uh, Knight Layden is, still has a little bit of a limp, but is able to walk fairly effectively without the crutch now. Uh, and Knight Arthur looks perfectly fine and Portnoy looks a lot more lively now that he's not uh, uh, spent a trying to trick uh, on foot through the Mojave. Uh, yes, we're feeling all much better. Thank you so much for your care, Doctor. And I'm told that you might know a bit more about us. I have some knowledge. Of course. Is there any way we can help you, Doctor? Um, Well, payment uh, would be nice. Uh, The other thing that we need to do also is try to figure out where in the hells the uh, robots are coming from and what actually happened with your vertebrate. We think we have a lead, which we're going to investigate later, but none of you are in shape to follow, I say. Payment, yes. Uh, my apologies. After you all arrived so late, it was, well quite a tiring day and he reaches to his side and pulls out a small pouch and pull and uh, pours out 25 ca- uh, bundles of 25 caps handing one to you and then pours out a larger bun- uh, amount of what looks to be 75 caps and put them into another pouch and says here's the payment for the others feel free to uh, give it give them their payment as you see fit it has been a while since I've spoken to other compatriots of the Brotherhood, so I am taking my time to enjoy good company. By all means, please. All of you are technically patients at the moment. It is best that you all rest, in fact. Uh, I shall make sure that this is given to them post-haste. In the meantime, eat, drink, rest. We've had enough deaths on our hands as of late. It's 
True, there has been a large amount of pain lately. Right. I shall leave you all to it. And I will try to keep you up to date as to what actually happens, but if you are gone by the time we return, I will not feel... upon, I think is the way the Americans put it. Uh, pissed off is another term, I think. You want, you understand what I mean? Yes, I do. And he just looks at you for a second. Doctor, I hope it is not too much prying, but what, where do you hail from exactly? It is not often that I hear the term Americans utilized like that anymore. I was uh, lucky or unlucky enough to come from the Commonwealth of Europe before the Great War. I'm sorry, what? And like the other knights are looking at you just like, what, huh? Free uh, Germany? Yes, we understand that, but before the Great War, you don't look to be a ghoul. Uh, no. Uh, the uh, Voltec technicians were trying out an experimental form of cryosleep. I'm not quite sure. I was not uh, able to study it in time uh, before I had to make my exit from the vault that I was trapped in. You were put on ice, as it were. We yes. We've seen a few tests with cryogenics here, but nothing to that extent. To the world you must have woken up to, I I apologize for what you've lost, sir. Um, I expected much more loss to come. To be honest, I escaped from the uh, Commonwealth of Europe to try and get away from war, only to find more. But going from one hellscape of war and death and destruction after the food and resource wars, it's not so much different than it is now. Just less people fighting for things. I suppose that's true. Well, best of luck to you and yours. If you would like, we could possibly come with you if you find out where this threat is. We can't just let this go. We can't just let this threat work to build up its power again. When you took off that booster, they, whatever it is, whoever they are, apparently had to kick things into high gear, as it were. The signal dampered, dampened for several moments, but then things began to get weird. Some signals, some radio signals here have been getting static and interrupted by whatever signal this individual is putting out. So whatever you're doing has apparently gotten their attention. So best you find out where they are, and we would be happy to help you remove them from the board. I will discuss this with my companions, and we will make a decision from there. I will say that your help will be welcome, but I still, as a doctor to patients, do not suggest that you go and fight more. 
Night Layton speaks up and says, eh, we'll be fine. Just get us some medics or something. We'll be bright as rain. Up in the Americans. <laughs> right. Hey, we're hard to kill. We're hard to keep down. Set this through. Right, I should get this uh, bundle of caps to them, and you all should at least rest some more. It will do us no good if you are still on high alert and just waiting to go. So, eat. Very well. And they will uh, just tuck into basically what's left of the MREs that the knights had gotten together from the vertebrate and le uh, let you depart. He will exit outside the door, look to Iris, cannot. I think that is all that they will be willing to share at the moment. Would you accept our help, though, if we needed it? Um. Iris holds up a hand, gets up and starts walking away and waves Hoffman. Hoffman follows quietly yet quickly. I don't think we need their help. And honestly, I don't want to know what they'd do if they got their hands on whatever's inside their thoughts. Hopefully they just destroy it. At least that is my plan. Unless it can, well, can be possibly used to uh, better the lives of the Wastelanders here, then I see no reason not to destroy it. Well, in my experience, they don't exactly share that sentiment. I understand. Believe me, I do. But ask the others. I. Uh, uh, here, uh, 25 caps for you. He'll count them out for Iris and hand them off. Alrighty, do you both head on back outside? Yes. Uh, yes. Hoffman's heading directly to where he could probably hear either Maisie snuffing, snorting, barking, whatever, and knows that Chanel will be not far away. <laughs> or Carter yelling at the drum. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, Chanel, are you focusing on uh, getting your experiments done and possibly getting together some more materials to make more explosives because you have ran out recently or did you decide to go and join Carter and getting a little bit to eat first before you started to put together some bombs I'm taking my fast food to go I got I got explosives to work on and uh, um but yeah I think I'm gonna take my 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 food to I'll join Carter you know, test out the test out the uh, the the fast food, the f the food truck, um, and then uh, and then uh, uh head head back up to uh to go work on some explosives and um, uh if it's got anything that would be safe for uh for Maisie uh Maisie will also get a little bite to eat. 
So you go up and you basically ask for a can of do uh, dog food first for Maisie, and then you, ju you just hear a very old and very, like, uh, tinny, basically, like, file of music file coming from the Nucatron. And it just says, congratulations, you are the 1000th customer here in the Mojave Wasteland. And you just hear a whirring and a ding, and out of its front slides a uh, plate that has a what looks to be a slice of pie on it. Mm. That has been perfectly preserved from the horrors of the wasteland. And today seems to be my lucky day. She'll, uh, she'll, she'll take the pie. She'll eat it. Alrighty. Hopefully it's so, not dog food. <laughs> yeah, it is. Thankfully, it is not dog food. You do also get the can of okay. dog food, uh, and you get a uh, Nuka Cola that uh, seems to be fizzing a little bit more, and you realize that uh, this is actually a rum and nuka that it pairs with the uh, slice of pie. Mm. When you take when you take a, pie, a bite of the pie, it's weird because you're not used to really sweet food aside from occasionally getting boxes of sugar bombs. This is like intensely saccharin, but mm -hmm. it's really tasty. For uh, out of character purposes, it's basically a slice of perfectly preserved key lime pie. Jeez. You always wondered why those pies in diners seem to last forever. This is why. This is exactly why. So much yeah. sugar, even the uh, even the bacteria wouldn't touch it. Yep. And every bot is like a piece of heaven, and she just just takes a minute to just really enjoy it. Um, looks down, probably sees Maisie begging. Sorry, girl. I know if I give this to you, bad things would happen to your stomach and my shoes. So I'm all set. <laughs> Thankfully, it only cost you a grand total of five caps to get both the food for Maisie and yourself because you were the thousandth customer. Yeah, she's going to take out five caps and make sure that none of them are the sunset sarsaparillas and then put the ones that are in her pocket and so insert the, uh, the, the, the currency. <laughs> Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Choose new, choose new Cola over sunset sarsaparilla. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's gonna go bring her pie and her her rum and <laughs> her rum and nuka um, to uh, to the to the bench, and she's gonna get started on making some uh, some explosives. All right. Uh, what kind of explosives are you making, if I may ask? Um, I know that she's starting off with a couple baseballs. Um, and then I know I can make one more. I just need to pull up the name of it. You can, with what you've got, easily make baseball grenades. You can easily make Molotov cocktails if you wanted. And you can make, uh, if you wish, fragmentation grenades or bottle cap mines. Fragmentation grenades are a little bit easier to make because they don't take the actual bottle caps. Mm -hmm. They don't just take your money to turn them, turn it into shrapnel. And the fragmentation grenades, pretty much it's uh, similar to making a baseball grenade, except instead of being three common and two uncommon, it is 
uh, two common and three uncommon. So you'd have to basically break down what junk you've got that would be useful for uncommon materials, which is about uh, a quarter of what you have left Mm -hmm. to be able to make in total probably about four of each if you wanted. Okay. I will do that. Okay. So breaking down those junk items you got, you are able to get to work quite easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, as you're working, the good doctor and Iris both return. Probably at the at the moment that uh, Carter is is finishing up the last uh, little morsel of his food, because again, some of the best food you've had out in the Mojave. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, we have payment from the uh, Brotherhood of Steel. Mm. Uh, he hands out the 25 caps to Carter and another 25 caps off to Spinel. Mm. Well, that's good. Glad for Wonderful. Uh, they are resting, and the Knights have offered assistance should we find the Vault 25? Iris, however, has expressed doubts. uh, And I am of the opinion that they should at least stay because they are wounded. They probably need to heal more than they think they actually need to. Well, if you don't think that they should end. We're certain we don't need their assistance. Then I suppose we'll have to go looking without them. If we're sure we don't need their assistance. Yeah, if we are... If we're sure that we don't need them, let them rest. The other thing that could happen is that we could find the vault and it could be a few days from now and thus they may be healed by that point and which point they would be good for some combat mission but at the moment if we were to find the vault let's say in the next day i would not suggest it well then how about this why don't we go out see if we can find the vault if it takes longer than a day before we get there then we don't go back for them. But if it only takes about a day, then I say we just... And we think that we might need the help, because, uh... I don't know about y'all. I mean, I know that you were in a vault. But I ain't never been in a vault before. Every vault's different. What do we know about 25 so far? No, it uh, exists. Partnership with Robco. Full of robots, not a whole lot of living people. Mm-hmm. No notion of coordinates, supply roads, anything like that. No floor plans, no possible blueprints, no idea what kind of security they may have, whether that be locked doors, securitrons, or simply random Gatling lasers that are in the ceiling somehow. Mm. I find that less likely than other options. Still a possibility, but less likely. Uh, Locked doors aren't going to be a problem. 
And also having seen what Voltec has done with some vaults, or at least what I've heard from other vault dwellers that have come out of those vaults, it is very likely that they may have laser gatlings in the ceiling. Well, yeah, but they keep those in like one or two rooms. It's not like there's enough of them to go around. Storyteller. Yes. Jack and Diane still around? Jack and Diane are still around, still uh, satisfying their intense munchies. Uh, a little closer to their little uh, trailer that they've got that ha- that is attached to a refurb uh, another refurbished truck, not a semi like what you've got for hauling, but a more but a more like a two person like flatbed kind of truck mm-hmm. that is pulling a uh, trailer that they could use for basically resting whenever they're done traveling mm-hmm. for the day. Are they singing little ditties? Uh, they are not. They're busy laughing at uh, what looks to be their hands. So you, you Dr. Hoffman, are used to seeing people who are uh, taking a lot of drugs. If you'd like to get an idea of what they might be on right now, go ahead and give me intelligence and medicine. But, but, but Saul, are they two American kids growing up? Well, they're in, in America. The heartland. They're definitely <laughs> they're not the heartland. They're not. They're in America. They look to be in their late 20s or early 30s, so... Eh. Alright. <laughs> Intelligence and medicine. Two successes. Alright. Looking at the way that uh, Diane is just laid back with a silly smile on her face, you get the idea that she is probably on... Uh, probably on a mix of Jet and Calmex. Just completely right. chilled out. Good for her. Whereas uh, Jack is busy, like, talking a little bit to himself and just, like, in this low, droning tone. So he's probably on a heavy dose of Daddy-O. I, I almost forgot that that was an actual drug in, in Fallout. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, can't trust these okay. kids. They've been shooting up Kerouac all day. So, those two are blitzed out of their fucking minds right now. It might mean that getting information out of them might be a little bit easier than I thought. Or they might give us the wrong information many times over. Solomon, I got a question for you. Yes. I still have that um, booster pod that I pulled off the side of the water tower, right? Yes. I'm going to start discasting. It's probably rebroadcasting from Vault 25. And if I get the right frequencies from it, I can triangulate Vault 25's position. Alrighty, give me a roll of intelligence and science. I'll let you know right now the complication range for this is an 18 to 20. And the difficulty is three, because this is using a lot of tech that you're not used to. This is using a lot of tech that is just completely alien to you. Okay, so if I spend... Is it action points or luck points to get extra d20s? Action Action points. points. We have none at the moment right now. No, we got one. Yeah, you've got one because of Chanel's earlier uh, extra success. Yeah. Well, I'll give that a shot, at least to try and narrow it down. But I Does anyone mind if I use that one action point? Go for it. Right, go for it. Uh, can I try and potentially assist him? 
Uh, yes, you can go ahead and roll one die, be but because this thing is so small and so delicate, it could only be, it will, I will only allow one person assisting because uh, too many others and it would be too many cooks in the kitchen. My fingers can we shove in this electrical socket? Too few. All right. Well, uh, that roll, if Iris succeeds, is that an additional die or an additional success? If Iris succeeds on their one die roll, that'll be an that'll be a success to you. Gotcha. Hey, look, three successes. One of them is a critical success. Jesus. He's good at science. Was that a success from, from Iris as well, or...? No. Okay. He learned from the very best movies had to offer. Hey, he actually got trained properly in science. He just learned everything else from movies. He learned all of his history from movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the GOAT put him at being a uh, nuclear radiation tech, so... So, with the four successes, that gives you back that action point that you had spent. And you are figuring out a little bit more about like where this thing is and like just tinkering with it and getting out some of the tools that maybe should maybe some from Chanel's uh, tools that she grabbed from the robotics workshop. And you're like working on it with your pit boy, just trying to like get the two to talk to each other so you can get a little bit more information. And you're able to, with like the map on the pit boy, figure out a little bit more about where it is. Get the idea that it is closer to it's closer to Red Rock Canyon, which is closer to the like north, more north and west of where you are. But as you're getting things to talk to one another, you see that there is a uh, suddenly just like a distortion in your Pip-Boy and suddenly you see a just a like intense close-up of a human eye looking up at you. What the? And you can feel the uh, clasp on your Pip-Boy locking harder like and you can feel it like the uh, actual like padding inside restricting uh, intensely quickly. It's and I would like a, another inte uh, intelligence and science test to try to fight back with whatever this is, because otherwise it's going to start damaging your arm. Hey, look, three successes. Alrighty, with those three successes, you're able to push it it out of your system but you also look down and see that the booster is has been apparently fried remotely. <laughs> yeah well that's that's awfully interesting you caught it hmm. you caught whatever it is is attention hey hoffman yeah uh i don't think we're gonna be coming in uh, as a surprise anymore. Whatever it is, is paying a lot of attention to that frequency and has a lot of computational power to throw out over a long distance. 
Wunderbar. All right. But I got us a location. Mm, coordinates? Yeah, they're uh, they list the coordinates. It looks like it's Red Rock Canyon-ish. Yeah, but you see that uh, Red Rock Canyon on the general map is a still a sizable area that is a very like large mountain range. So you know the general idea of where it is, but not the exact location. Well, being a vault, I'm going to be pretty sure it's going to be at the base of a big mountain, if not the biggest. Possibly. Right, so that narrows it down considerably, considering that we had the entirety of the Mojave beforehand to search through. Alright. So, what is the largest mountain area within Red Rock Canyon? Well, let's see here. Uh, that'll be an intelligence and uh, survival test for anyone to know more about the geography of this location. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> that would be two successes. Jesus. Uh, one success. Okay. So, the actual largest mountain of Red, of Red Rock Canyon is actually like a like a system of peaks that kind of goes up from. Uh, the backside of where the Great Cons used to be stationed, like used to be uh, set up. But you've never heard of a vault being there. It's entirely possible that it's just gone without anyone noticing it uh, for so long. But yeah. Chanel, as you're working on your explosives, uh, Clay, the forecaster, actually comes up to you and just sort of shakes your arm a little bit, and he looks horrified. Uh, 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 what, what's what's wrong? What's wrong? Ch what? Janelle, J yeah, Janelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need you, you need to be careful. Why do I need to be careful? This vault you're going to, and you can tell that he has been using, uh his medicine, which lets him see a little bit beyond charging lasers, rotating barrels. There's a lot waiting for you there. You need to be careful. Oh. Uh, Alright. Um. Did you see any anything else I saw tracks steps from someone who'd been there before and he just like his eyes widened a little bit as the as things come clear to him the elder the robed elder he he's been there before he could tell you where exactly it is a little bit more about what you can expect he could probably help you know what you're going to be walking into. He, he's he been to all kinds of vaults all around the West Coast, all even closer into the, into the middle of the nation. He could, he could help you. All right. Oh. 
and he basically just like takes a scrap of cardboard from an old sugar bombs box and uh-huh. a uh, bit of charcoal and just starts like it looks like he's just scratching randomly but you can see that in the scratches there is coming a sharp intensely detailed map that is just coming like almost instantaneously without him even looking at it. he's like go here this shack this little area is where the robed elder is tell him the forecaster sent you he will greet you as a friend Oh, all right, all right. Um, thank you. Um, here. Um, and she's gonna hand him the 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 like the the half-eaten key lime pie. Finish this. I think you're gonna need it. Uh, <laughs> okay. And then he just looks at the pie a little bit, and then takes a bite and then just looks up at you and his eyes have like cleared of that intense worry for a second he's like oh uh hey Chanel what's up the much buddy uh, hope hope you've been uh hope you've been doing all right I've been okay the sh- unfortunately we're out of sugar bombs the no nucatron over there kind of went and took most of them said he was going to break them down into sugar just kind of well, glares at the new at marty a little bit well how about this if i find any on my travels i'll uh, i'll bring some back to you that'd be great thanks thanks janelle you know that's yeah. why you're my favorite yeah well <laughs> Don't like to brag, but I am the fifth smartest person in uh uh in the Mojave. <laughs> she uh she kind of playfully slaps his shoulder um and pockets the, the, the map and um walks back to her group with um with the explosives in hand as well. Alrighty, he just looks like he heads off just smiling brightly, not even registering that he spoke to you earlier alright um well y'all uh, I got some information oh uh yeah um from a forecaster over there um mm, mm, if he asked he didn't give me anything okay um okay but okay. apparently the, the the vault's trapped to all hell and back. Um, uh, he said, um, uh, barrels and and uh, what kind of what kind of lasers? <laughs> like uh, charging lasers. Charge. Ones that actually charge up tend to be stronger because they they don't just fire immediately. They actually take time to draw a lot of power. Yep. Um, barrels. Uh. Um, charging lasers. Um, but he said that some guy called the Cloak Elder will be able to help us. And he gave me this map, and then he'll she'll lay out the map in front of in front of them. It's maybe like a an hour, maybe an hour and a half drive from the trading post. This it kind of looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. Very detailed. He's oh, got a he's got a special 
gift if you give him the right stuff. Uh. I don't. Not that. Yeah, okay. I'd, 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 you know, I help him come down from it as fast as I can, but sometimes the insight he's willing to give and is able to give is very, um, useful. Pays to be well, the if he's, if he's got info, he's got info. And if he can draw a map, he can draw a map. Yeah, pays to be the third smartest person in Mojave and the first most, and the first most. Take your time. Keep it going. Listen, I was born to talk to people. I wasn't born to read. Who do you think I am? Some scientist or a doctor or something? I don't know. You what are you're reading. Me. You're talking. You are talking to a doctor, in fact. So I would know. And a scientist, technically. Anyway, listen so, here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's about an hour away, so that's something that we could zip out to go see this fella. Zip back before anything else happens. Seems like a good time, kind of trip to take while there's still light. Mm-hmm. True. I, I don't know about any cloaked elder, but I don't really know any elders other than like my grandfather. Is there a possibility I can do like some sort of history check or like just intelligence role to figure out what the fuck he means by a cloak elder? Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and call it. Let's call it intelligence and either speech from hearing rumors or possibly even I'll go ahead and let it also be survival from just like here like list like seeing tracks and seeing traces of like living legends around these places uh that's one success if only there was a tag skill and all if only is anyone else wrong like technically isn't that uh, because of that's sure. a one isn't that technically a critical success yeah, that is actually a critical success yep ones okay, are so always a critical success two successes then okay no Okay. So, Dr. Hoffman, you have heard talks about an individual that kind of has been going by a few names. Cloaked Elder is the more common one because they are a figure that has... No one has ever seen them without a large robe on. And they are a figure that came from California and has just basically apparently been doing long treks all over the West, the West Coast and like all over the Western half of the entirety of the continental United States. And has basically been collecting information and just knowledge and records and legends and has come back to the Mojave very recently 
just for apparently just based off of your own knowledge of this individual of like hearing rumors and all kinds of things. You thought it was a story, but if there's an actual location, then there might actually be truth to this. Interesting. I know some of this man. Uh, he's more of a legend than a real figure as far as I know, but if he does exist, well... Well, only one way to find out. Indeed. Um, are we done here? Mine put them in? Does anyone else have any other purchases that they would like to go ahead and take care of? Uh, uh, I'd sure. just buy some more bullets. Alrighty. Now, because it uh, it isn't the it isn't yesterday, the deal that you had from yesterday is off, so you'll be paying three per bullet. Oh, that's fine. And he has a grand total of uh, ten. If you'd like to go ahead and just to clear his stock out, yeah, I'll just go ahead and take all those. Okie dokie. I am curious. Is uh doing the accent right now um can i go over to alexander because i believe he's the gun runner right yeah he is um uh yeah he's gonna go over to uh dr hoffman's gonna go over to alexander oh uh, hey doc what do you need i am curious uh do you perhaps happen to have a photon exciter Let me take a look. And he just uh, goes over to the uh, kiosk where there is a protectron that has that the kiosk was actually like built around to keep him inside. So that way he can vend the material, uh, what was inside of it without having to worry about being robbed because they would have to actually like bust into the kiosk to get to the merchandise without him like vending it. And he speaks low. And then just like looks a little surprised and comes over and says, uh, yeah, we actually picked one up from the ruins of the Van Graffs a little while back. You want it? Uh, yes, uh, I assume good going rate is 30 caps. Yeah, but this but thing is, energy weapon upgrades are kind of a rare, rare thing. This might be one of the only ones you can you can get without having to try to make your own here in the Mojaves. And I'm really, I'm taking losses left and right, because everyone hears he just kind of looks over at Chanel. Anyway. <laughs> think Aww. you could maybe swing 45? Tell you what, if you if you go for forty five, I'll throw in what a fusion what uh, fusion cells I've got too. Uh, I only have a handful, but I have uh, some forty fusion cells. I do not need more ammunition. Uh, but what about flamer fuel? I could give you some flamer fuel along with caps. Hmm, how much you got? Uh, and he speaks in quantity of five. Uh. Huh. All right, we'll go for the going rate with the with the flamer fuel, and a promise that if you need other energy weapon parts or ammo, that you come to the gun runners first. 
that I can do a good month. And in return for coming to you and expecting good parts, I shall do my best to ensure that you are treated fairly should you be injured in any way, shape, or form. You can uh, ask a good Mr. Kerr over there. I have very good rates. Fair enough. All right, and he will uh, go ahead and get, grab the part from the kiosk and bring it over to you and let you go ahead and do with it as you will. All right, uh, and he will start working on attaching it because he's got that power. All right, since science. It, since it's the part itself, you don't need to make any rolls to just go ahead and slot it in. The rolls you need would normally just be for crafting it, like actually making it from bits and bobs. But since you've got the full thing in, you can just, just go ahead and slot it into your weapon as you like. Cool. My energy weapon now is vicious. Excellent. We return to our survivors after they had taken the long and arduous hour and a half trek to the location on the map given to them by the forecaster. The map led to a shack that is put together with slats of rusted, basically sheet metal and car parts and basically whatever could be found around here. The area is generally in the middle of nowhere, kind of, but the shack itself is massive. Like there have been a few shacks that you've seen that were made to like make room for a few people like even like small families could live in them this place looks like it was built to be like that scaled up two or three or even four times it's large it is wide and it is like incredibly tall even and there is a large door that's uh, with a welcome mat in front of it that says all are that says all are welcome. Carter just points. Hey, nice. I suppose uh, we should go and take a look. Yeah, I guess so. Who wants to go first? I, I, I will. Thank you. So you head up and you immediately fall into a tripwire. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, the doorway is closed to you at the moment, though there doesn't seem to be anything odd. You do hear a little bit of movement inside some somewhat heavy footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a, a, a door, I assume. Yeah, there is a uh, large door. Perfect. I'm basically going to shave in a haircut. Okay. Uh, as you do that, you hear. Who is it? Uh, hi there. Uh, my name is Chanel. I am a friend of the forecasters. Uh, he sent me here said that you might be able to help with the little predicament we were finding ourselves in. You hear the movement stop for a moment and you hear the ruffling of like fabric and you then hear please come inside. 
you and any who are with you. Much obliged. And you're able to push the door open. Uh, it creaks a little bit, but nowhere near as much as like some of the war, like run down doors that you've run into, like ones that really need some WD-40. And what you have to, yeah, and you step inside. I and you see that this place is also quite spacious inside. There's a large, like king size bed off to one corner, but for the most part, this place is quaint and cozy. There are all kinds of baubles hanging from the ceiling of like, uh, more tribal, like dream catchers and various other tri uh, more tribal uh, accoutrement things that you've seen from your deals with the various uh, tribes from like uh, Utah and other places, the dead horses, the sorrows, even the remnants of the white legs that have come through looking for more peaceful lives. And you see also that there are plenty of little uh, Bobbles from Vault Tech. There are some some Vault Tech Pip Boys. There are the uh, little bobbleheads of the actual like uh, Vault Boy himself, just giving like the thumbs up sort of thing, and or like in various other uh, positions, just basically like a little collection of them. And further ahead, you hear a radio playing the Mojave uh, music radio, and there is a rather large figure like you've seen a few super mutants around here this figure is as big if not possibly even bigger than super mutants and completely garbed in a large flowing like robe that almost looks like it's made out of burlap and you can see you all you don't see any like facial features or any or any skin you just see the eyes and they are a shocking piercing yellow much obliged. You're the um, cloaked elder, I assume? I have been called that, yes. And what may I call my guests? Aside from Miss Chanel. Uh, Miss Chanel introduced herself. The dog's name is Macy. This here is Dr. Carl Hoffman. And Iris, I am Jason Carter. Pleased to meet you. Do you have a name other than cloaked elder? I do. We will get to that in a moment. It is good to meet all of you. And then you feel the elder's eyes on you, Carter, and like, especially on your Pip-Boy. What vault do you hail from, if I may ask? Pulls out the vault 33 canteen, shakes it, puts it back in. Ah, I have not had much interaction with vault 33. But from uh, what I remember, they were good people, if interesting, with their notions of culture. Not a lot of us are out and about. Um, I had to petition along with a couple of friends of mine to go see how the wasteland was doing. A lot of people stayed inside. I do not blame them, to be honest. I kind of don't either. I figure while I'm out here, I might as well try and clean it up a little. Maybe encourage some of my family that it's not so bad out here, but I got a lot of work. I see. 
You are of a good and rare kind, then. And I will welcome you to home. Now, what may I do for you, friends of the Forecaster? He'll gesture to Chanel. Oh, well, um, we are going to be going into a vault pretty soon, um, and, and, and hopes of playing a, a, well, kind of clean up crew, kind of gain some information, a number of things. Um, we found out through the forecasters, um, gift that it is very booby trapped um we wanted to know if you knew anything about vault 2025 25 25. uh vault 25 the refuge for the families and executives of Robco Industries, save for Mr. House himself, who had other plans. Yes, I have visited Vault 25 before. It has been a number of decades since I was last there, but I will gladly tell you what I know. They were, in fact, well defended by their army of various models of Robco industry robots, protectrons, sentry bots, even a number of assaultron models. Well, that ain't good. From what I heard last I had checked in, the robots had a glitch in their systems, pushed out the families. But it is possible that any glitch can be remedied by anyone intelligent enough. Are you hoping to gain some salvage from this place? Nine. Uh, we are trying to... We're trying to stop what we can only describe as some sort of madman scientist who is planning on taking these robots and causing serious harm to many of the other Mojave wastelanders. Yeah, a bit of a robocalypse. An interesting term of phrase. But I understand now. Hmm. And he gives off this low, like, thinking sort of grumble that almost seems to go into a more animalistic growl at the end of it. Do you know anything of the individual that has taken residence there now? Not a lot. I think no. he was... He was a... Brotherhood fella, as far as I can tell from his logs. I've got him recorded here. May I? Yeah, sure. Let me play him back for you. For all I know, he might not even be 
the person anymore. You think perhaps he has gone through something akin to the Robo Brain Initiative? That's what he was trying to do. I see. And he listens to the logs for a moment. You, he stoops down a little bit. And Carter, could you please give me a uh, perception and survival roll? Yes, I can. And anyone who is nearby could also feel free to do so if they would like. Nope, I got nothing. Uh, that is one success. Two successes. Okay. Oh, but he's a bit scaly. So, Iris, you see this figure move down a little bit, and you see the robe shift to sort of like cover their body a little bit more. And the body itself seems to be broad, but not like bulky. Almost more like a intense, toned, agile, large form. The good doctor. You see them lean down a little bit more and you just get a glimpse of something that shocks you a little because you see like the hint of what you think you were looking for a more humanoid face but you more see a glimpse of a white scaled snout and these logs play and you hear a grumble again as it as he retracts back up to his normal size I know this individual. A Dr. Kestridge from the East. Iris, that name is very keenly familiar to you. As a as one of the uh, head roboticists of the Institute from before you found your own way. One who was pushed out because he focused more on the robotics side of things as opposed to organics, as the logs entailed. This individual came bearing technology I had not witnessed before, not even from the ruins of Navarro which catches Dr. Hoffman's ears because Navarro was where the Enclave were before they got broken apart. I believe that this individual would have the mental capacity and the technological ability to maybe reprogram a few thoughts, but to do more would require outside assistance, either from those he would hire or possibly even those he had met with before. Perhaps those of the big empty, as people call it here. Hmm. 
I am sorry that I could that I cannot tell you too much more about this individual. My meeting with them was brief. They wanted little to do with me after they showed their true colors and I reacted poorly. Well, if that's what you know, that's what you know. I mean, something's better than nothing. Yeah, didn't... Didn't the logs mention he was working with people in the big empty? I think so. If people would like, they can roll uh, intelligence and uh, survival or intelligence and, and uh, speech to think about what stories they may have heard about the big empty. Well, I got nothing. I got nada. Uh, nope. Oh, I got one success and a, uh, one success and a complication. Alrighty. Can I spend the luck point to re-roll at 20, actually? You absolutely can, yes. Okay, that's better. Uh, just one success. You don't. You generally, you as a, all as a group, don't know too too much about the big empty. It's more of kind of like a story, like a like a sort of like camp campfire tales sort of thing about some big mysterious place off to the south that uh ha that house all kinds of weird technology. But Chanel, you have traded stories with traders all, all around this place. You know that the Big Empty is a real place. It is a place that the courier actually visited before and came back different, stronger, actually. It yeah. is a place it is a place that the courier actually spoke of having great technology, but also complete and utter fucking madmen running it. A group called the Think Tank. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know that place. That's a place where, you know, mysterious people go <laughs> you walk into it, you have the ability to come out a little stronger. Um but like almost separated from what you used to be um uh, uh uh something about the ones that work there being called the think tank yes i, I know of these individuals yeah, yeah 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 see see everybody i am the third most smartest person in the thank you that is grammatically incorrect, madam. I just wanted you to... Yeah, no, nobody asked. It's <laughs> right, though. Nobody asked. <laughs> uh, just... Nobody asked. <laughs> on the subject at hand, <clears throat> Professor, 
So it's a bunch of crazy scientists in a hole, and people go in, but when they come out, they're not quite the same? Yeah. Look, um, most people do not come out. That sounds more like what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people. I know people who know people, and I know people who have been there before. If I call on the right contacts, I can, uh, um, I can, I can see what we can do. The only people I know of who have managed to go to the, to see the think tank and return are oddly enough, both couriers, one known quite well to all and one who walks the divides roads now. Like I said, sir, I know people who know people. And I am sure you do, Miss Chanel. You can tell he's trying to mean it quite genuinely, but his like intonation is very harsh, so it's kind of hard to come across as genuine. <laughs> because you know people, and, and despite what he's saying, he's trying to come off as nicer. So in a, in a practical sense, for Vault 25... What does this mean for the kind of guy that is there or was there? Because I don't necessarily know if this guy's still around or is something else at this point. If he is still there, he is likely utilizing the technology there, the robots there to prepare something. Perhaps he is gone mad. Perhaps he is preparing to attempt to overtake Mr. House and his systems to turn the Securitrons against him. To take and, the strip for himself. Uh, considering where he came from, he's already mad. And given how much sheer electromagnetic radiation he's throwing out, and the computer skills that I saw try and get a hold of my system, um, I wouldn't put it past him to make a move real soon. I can show you exactly where the entrance to Vault 25 is. Happily, even. And, uh, he just, like, reaches a, like, draped, uh, limb out to Carter and says, May I? Yeah, sure. Knock yourself out. As you extend your Pip-Boy arm out, everyone can see that the hand that comes out from the robe is a long, uh, intensely dexterous clawed hand that is covered in albino white scales that, but the digits move with an, like a dexterity that's even like superhuman as it moves, dials, and hits buttons to put in the coordinates on the map for where exactly Vault 25 is. Carter just looks at that and is like, oh, but doesn't say anything. Yeah, and then the clawed hand just withdraws back into the robe. Much there. obliged. Of course. 
everyone who would like to can go ahead and give me a intelligence and survival roll to figure out what the fuck is that? What the fuck? Oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. I got three successes on that. I don't know what that is. Ooh, I got that. I got three successes. Two successes. Okay, everyone who got two successes or higher, uh, you know what that is. Seems wrong, <laughs> but you know what it is. Yeah, that ain't uh, right. That was the hand, the clawed hand of a death claw. And the size of this figure does indicate that this could very well be a Deathclaw that is standing here and having a conversation with you. Sure does. Mr. Carter, you said that you wish to know what I what other names I go by. Yeah. As we are more familiar now, you may call me as a friend so long ago did. Goris. Pleased to meet you, Goris. And you, Mr. Carter. Sorry about that. I yanked my headphones out, so if you said anything, I missed it. No, it's all good. Mr. Well, pleased no. to meet you, Goris. Uh, uh, I'll keep calling, telling people you're the cloaked elder if you that would be preferable I do not like to utilize my name until I know those who come to my doorstep a little bit better sure thing Miss Chanel you look uncomfortable has something wrong no, 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 of course not. Of course not. <laughs> why would, why would anything be wrong? You tell me. Hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Very well. The hell you are. Don't insult the man for his skin condition. I will, <laughs> I will put it this way. We have seen and heard the widow things in the past couple of days. A talking Deathclaw. And he's going to look at Goris for the reaction, if there is one. A is, slight tilting of the head, but not much beyond that. Is not the uh, oddest one we've had. Though not one I would ask you to spread. I appreciate the company of people, though I do not think that many people would appreciate my company if they looked a little too much into what is under the robe. I will put my opinion as thus. Do you plan to hurt anyone that does not wish you harm? Only those that associate themselves with the group called the Enclave. Then I have no issue with you. Or as I've heard it, those fuckers got it coming, so. Indeed, they do. 
and uh, any friend of Orcus is an ally of mine. I was about to say much the same, Miss Chanel. To be fair, you could have just killed us when we walked in the door. I prefer not to, especially not where I live. Yeah, you know, have you ever tried to get blood out of robes? It's not easy. There are not many robes that come in this size anymore. Chanel, dude, I am a doctor. I know exactly <laughs> how it is to get blood out of clothing. And Curtis is pointing between the two of them like, Did you just hear what you said, Chanel? I, I said robes, not clothes. Are you saying that the robes are not clothing? I'm saying that robes are made out of- you know, no, never mind. Never mind, I'm not even gonna get into it. Not, <laughs> time not out, time ever. out. We're not, no. not a debate we need to have right now. Bob, I do have to say that this Vault 25 is sounding less and less like a place that's friendly that people would want to live in, especially these days. So we may want our Brotherhood of Steel fellows to come along. What, 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 what gave it away the, the first time? The, 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 the lasers, the, the barrels. Those or... are pretty standard. But the, the mad scientist with robot armies, that's a bit, that's a bit different. Uh, we Not so much knew, families. We knew about that before we knew about the lasers. Yeah, but this whole big empty thing is a bit freaky. <laughs> a lone guy who goes into a vault, that's a problem. A lone guy who goes into a vault with a brain full of technology from a secret lab that people don't come out of, and whatever he's pulled out of that lab, building a robot army that was the HQ of Robco's people and all of their experimental designs, that's a bit bigger than just one guy who's like, I want to turn myself into a robot. His madness speaks volumes of his character. Yeah. Considering where he's from, this is probably one of the least surprising things I've heard this week. And he is not of the Enclave? Does the Enclave operate out east? I do not know. I had heard rumors that there was a small detachment that had been in the east, but they were wiped out years ago. And then Goris moves down a little bit low, almost like predatorially, but it's and his eyes focus on Iris. What do you know of where this individual comes from? A lot more than I wish I did. Mm -hmm. And you just he, he like leans a little bit closer and you hear a loud like loud like like animalistic sniffing. Ah. You are a rare kind out here, madam. And he just slowly withdraws. I have only taken an ascent akin to that once before from an interesting ranger of the NCR 
You will not find an enemy in me. You are welcome here. That's appreciated. Uh, what I can say is that the group this guy comes from, well, they operate out of, what's it called? The M Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. Uh, they, they live up to their name. This guy used to be one of their head roboticists. Wunderbar. If you do not mind my prying, then uh, were you an associate of his? Of his? No. No, if, if he knew about me, he'd just as soon to put a bullet through my skull to try to talk to me. Alright. The factions within this uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology? It's something like that. This guy not a not a fan of anything non-robotic. Alright. Well, maybe we can greet him with a bullet in his skull instead. That's my intention. Or through his uh, robo-brain, should his skull no longer exist in his body. A fair point. As much as I don't want to say this, if word of this gets to those Brotherhood Knights, uh, he's not going to be the only one that gets a bullet through his head. Like, they'll want to shoot us and keep it all? Well, they'll probably try to shoot me. The one already doesn't trust me, but I will explain once we are not dealing with them. Okay, great. I can wait. Alright. Hey, Chanel. How many explosives? How much boom boom shit did you make? Um, she's gonna go through her. And you said I had four sets of each thing I was able to make? Yeah, four sets of baseball grenades and four sets of uh, fragmentation grenades. Eight. Yeah. Okay. I can make more. I would just need to rummage through more scrap and I would need more time. I'm not sure time's what we got right now. No, yeah. we do not well, have time. Unfortunately, uh, it's not like a gun where I can just buy at a well, stand. If we can, if we dig the stuff up back at the trading post, rotary saw, um, heavy duty crowbars, anything like that would be helpful. Some mm -hmm. flashlights. I also did think of something. Uh, I might be able to maneuver a small device, which might get... It might make going through the actual vault a little bit easier. Um, I've been drawing up some some blueprints in my, in my spare time. Um, 
just in case I ever wanted to go adventuring one day. Um, I can't make any guarantees that they'll be perfect. Hell, I can't even really guarantee that they'll fully work. Um, but I can make minor explosives that could mess up machinery from the inside. Like electrical EMP type stuff? Something like, something along the lines of that. Um, I wouldn't if say I, no. You need help, I can probably give you some assistance with that. I, it, that would require time, but I that is time that I can afford. Um, if y'all are alright with me digging around and I might have to go back and see Alex and see if I can convince him to, to part with some more supplies. Um, it would make our lives, if it works and if it goes off, um, about oh, 30 times easier. I would uh, say we do plan to go back for the uh, Brothers of Steel Knights as backup for this, so <laughs> going back for Alexander would not be a wild idea in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. There is something I would like to contribute to you all, aside from the information. And he turns, and you see that uh, there's a long trail of the rope behind him, but you can see that uh, it doesn't quite cover his long, scaled tail, and that he carefully makes sure to not trip any of you with as he opens up a drawer and uh, pulls out a small, like, leather bandolier that has two pulse grenades on it. Miss Chanel, would these be of use to you? They might. If you're willing to part with them. Anything to ensure the safety of the people of the Mojave. It is Christmas for Chanel all over again, I see. <laughs> What's Christmas? It is an old school, an old world holiday. And for once, Carter looks like, yeah, Chanel, how come you don't know what it is? But he doesn't say anything, just like, what? But presents? Uh... To put it simply, it was to celebrate uh, Jesus Christ's birth. And what they Hello? did was that a man born long, long ago. And what they did was they, it was just people got together and family would give gifts to each other. It was huh. nice. Well, then I'm Mark today, Chanel Miss. <clears throat> Be careful where you say things like that. If you speak the such ways at the old Mormon fort, you're bound to get an earful from the new Canaanites that took have taken up residence there now. Yeah. I, I don't do know not... much about this Jesus Christ guy, but uh, he didn't have pulse grenades, so he, he ain't got to be that cool. <clears throat> She'll take them and strap them onto her belt. He'll strap the bag onto her belt. I will not, uh, I'm not usually one for partaking in conversion of uh, religious texts or superstition. Either way, so it matters little. 
There are more important things for us to be doing than discussing yes, this. Yes, So, to back to Route 99. Uh, 88. Yeah, we gotta get back. Thanks very much for your help, Goris. It was my pleasure. Do feel free to come back should you survive your meeting with Dr. Testridge. Well, we'll do our best. If you should ever have need of a doctor, I would be glad to give assistance where I can. Um, I do not know if I would be the most knowledgeable about your body, but I can always give it a good shot. Try it out. I appreciate that, Doctor. One doctor to another. I would be happy to converse with you more about various medical practices. I have learned much in my time that could be of great use to you, I feel. So good. Miss Iris, was it? That's me. And he, like, reaches down into what looks to be a beaten-up old cardboard box, and, like, daintily with, like, the thumb claw and forefinger claw, picks up a, uh, <laughs> a, uh, adventure magazine or comic book and uh, slowly passes it to you. While this has been good for fun reading, I think there might actually be something you could utilize here. You or Mr. Carter. I will let you decide. Thank you, Mark. And it is the issue of uh, the adventure magazine that would give that after reading it gives a uh, plus one combat die to attacks against robots. Well, uh, thank you again for your hospitality. Um, if there's anything that we can do for you, don't hesitate to ask. Just make sure that you are thorough. I detest the idea of having to resort to violence, but when it comes to this individual, I feel that ensuring he is dead is necessary. Do not let him escape. We can certainly try to uh, bury the vault with him in it. If you so choose. No, I want to make sure he's dead. Good. Then we shall make it his tomb. And uh, Goris just gives a small, what looks to be a bow to you all, and will let you all uh, show yourselves out and close the door behind you. As soon as they're outside, Carter sort of like relaxes a little and he looks at, at Dr. Hoffman. Just, I have to say this to you because I think you are the only one here that would understand it, and I was holding this in. You realize that he gave us presents, don't you? That makes yeah. him Santa. That makes him Santa Claus. 
You're welcome. I don't get it. Everyone except Chanel takes three points of psychic damage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wrong game. <laughs> Is it? I will explain when we're driving. I don't think I want to know. Santa Claus is not a bad figure, I'll put it this way. But it is a play on the words. Anywho. Anyway, let's go get loaded for robot. So we all head back to the 188 trading post once again uh, with some information, location, some pulse grenades for Chanel, and a magazine to be shared between uh, Iris and Mr. Carter. Or anyone else who may want to read it. You head on back and it is getting closer to uh, like early afternoon. And you see that the uh, knights are out and about talking to uh, Mich uh, Michelle currently. You do see that uh, Scribe Portno is apparently at the moment having a uh, bit of an argument with Meal Ticket Marty about uh, why he won't accept Sunset Sarsaparilla and how... And basically they're just arguing about which beverage is better. Oh, no. He's Make gonna be there that. all goddamn night. Shocking he's even bothering to try, but here we are. Well, one, one is a robot that does not deviate from programming, and while the other one is a stubborn old man, it is a immovable uh, object meeting with an unstoppable force. Uh, the old man needs to fall asleep at some point. Yeah, you know, it's a tragic that some people are just stupid. <laughs> right? Right? I don't get it. Beautiful Chanel. Hmm. What? <laughs> You're very beautiful Chanel. <laughs> oh, by the way, I think one of the uh, I think one of the knights has a thing for you. What? <laughs> How did you learn this? <laughs> what? <laughs> I operate on information. It's how I stay alive. Fair enough. You probably overheard them. Knowing some of the Brotherhood of Steel Knights, they probably mostly just exclaimed it aloud. Yeah, pretty much. I've never heard subtle be called the watchword of the Brotherhood. Uh, at least not for the Knights, no. You know which one? Do you have a preference? That that's a difficult question to answer. It was uh, it was Arthur, right? Yeah. Uh, not Arthur. The lower-ranking uh, one, I guess. The young lad. Yeah, that one. Got it. All right. Well, I'm gonna go bother Alex for parts and see what I can get uh, uh, started up. You go get Loverboy and the other two, and uh, uh, let's uh, let's go kick some mad scientist ass, okay? Right, sounds good to me. 
not switch just bringing Sky Portnoy only because he is not combat ready, but alright. Uh, who knows, perhaps maybe his power armor is working by now. Let me know if you need any caps. I got a few left over. Thanks, but uh. I got in pretty good with Alex. Uh, I'll see what he can do. If need, we do have other things like these uh, road ladders and these uh, overalls we could sell. I don't plan to be wearing overalls anytime soon. Do you need a replacement set? Um, I mean, I won't say no to a replacement set. Um, but I'm a very light on my words with the with the uh, with the fellas. And she'll uh, she'll just um, kind of like add a shoulder and head to the um, head head to go um, uh, barter with um with Alex again. I'm sure he loves. Yeah, I know. I'm sure when he sees my face, he knows exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, he uh, come up to him after he's finishing up putting the engravings on his weapon. He just looks up and he just like, God damn it! What do you want now, Chanel? Wow, I can't even come and say hello to my most favorite gunrunner. What? That's quite a shame. You want? I was wondering if you'd be able to part with any more. This time I'm willing to pay a little bit more than what I usually pay, but I need... I, I, I need more parts. Well, what kind of parts? What exactly uh, you building? <laughs> if I tell you, that'll ruin the surprise. Oh Lord, just just tell me what you need. Uh, and then she's gonna like lay out like all the parts that she would need in order to build um, something to kind of like zap the um, the technology and like the different weaponry that's inside the vault dead. Okay, are you looking for something that would be more specifically to, like, act as a weapon against robots and such? Or are you maybe looking more for, like, an explosive that could, like, help stun technology yeah, more she's, against she's the bolt looking, Yeah, she's looking for, like, parts for an explosive that are, that, that'll, like, stun, like, the lasers and, like, any of the, like, the, the, the tripwire guns so they don't have to deal with them going into it. Because okay. she'll want to build three of those okay so i will say for this uh you'll need a little bit of help coming from uh the good doctor because this does require a little bit more of like a scientific mind a little bit more like knowledge of science like akin to a rank or two of the science perk you can make him such you have his assistance mm -hmm. and i will say that it will be akin to making pulse grenades so it'll be a little bit a little bit more expensive it'll probably come out to if you're making three of them uh, they'll come out to about 40 caps because this requires the more rare materials because this is all very scientific mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is there any way that i can barter down the price a little bit <laughs> yes, but I will let you know that the difficulty is a little bit higher since you since you and yours have already been bartering the hell out of Alexander to like. I don't know what you're day. talking about. I have been nothing but good and supportive to that man 
He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't need to know. Can I use the dog for a <laughs> I will let you have a free die because of Maisie's puppy dog eyes. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. However, he may be resistant to the effects of them after to this. That's when I'll just throw on my puppy dog eyes uh, and my black widow feet. Fair enough. That's for when you commit murder. Well, it's also used for said. negotiations. <laughs> uh, three successes. Okay. Actually, no, I'm sorry, four successes. Um, barter is one of my tag skills. Okay. So, that's one uh, action point to the pool, because the difficulty was at three. Uh, I mean, if you do, if you do have Black Widow, uh, you can re-roll that 18. Can I re-roll the 18, because I've got Black e Widow? Because you have Black Widow, you can freely re-roll the 18 to try to get even more successes. Yes! Oh, no. We've created a monster. Wow, nice. I hate my... Uh, thanks. Nice. I love this bot so much because I can't just be lazy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hit. Yeah, no, it's still an 18. Oh, well. Oh, well. He's just it's like... still four. <laughs> 30, take it or leave it. You drive a hard bargain, you know. And um, uh, she's gonna be, she's gonna be cute. She's gonna throw him thirty-two. <laughs> You're lucky I like you. You know that, right? Mm. It's the puppy dog guys, and I'm not gonna tell you which ones I'm talking about. And she's gonna take all the component uh, component pieces and give him a light tap on the cheek. You're one of the good ones. The fuck does that even mean? Okay. He's just not even. He's just looking like a little defeated. He's just like, what? Okay, whatever. I don't even. I don't even think she knows what that means. You know, I don't need to build these uh, explosives for y'all. <laughs> these would make really good scrap parts for the truck. Go right ahead. You're coming into the vault with us. Mm. No, that's not an option. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Already, I would like a roll of ex of perception and ex actually. Yeah, mm. let's make it intelligence and explosives for Chanel. No, oh, you're all right. <laughs> you can you can utilize your luck if you'd like. Yeah, can I spend the action point to get an extra die? Yeah, you do have uh, three action points now with all the extra successes you guys have been banking up. So if you want to yeah, hit it, two extra dice, take two extra dice. Yeah, I'll do two extra dice. Could I also help? Uh, yes. If you do, you do you have explosives? I do not, but I am supposed to be the one that's providing the science for this. If I will correct. allow a roll of intelligence and science for one die. Okay.
Um, I'm gonna use a luck point to re-roll one of those 13s. Okay, okay. I will as well on my 15 here. Just a reminder to Chanel, your luck points will not refresh until you hit the next milestone, which will probably be after the vault. Yeah, but I've got Sunset Sarsaparillas, so... You do have Sunset Sarsaparillas. Uh, my reroll was worse, so I provide the science and nothing more. You provide the theories, at least. Oh, nice. If you'd like, you can use another luck point to reroll that again. You can use as many luck as you want. Yeah. 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 Nothing good will happen if you get a complication on this. Making grenades is not something you want complications on. No. Yeah, accidents should not happen when explosives okay, are that's, involved. That's a lot better. That's, um, that is one, two, three, four successes for me. Okay. With the four successes, you are very easily able to make these little, uh, for lack of a better term, they're miniature EMPs. They act as grenades. They will, uh, they won't exactly deal at any like significant amounts of damage. Mm -hmm. But what they will do is they will inflict the stun effect on anything in their range that doesn't save against it. So if they, so they, I will give the robots a roll depending on uh, what type of model they are. Ibots will be instantly knocked out. Protectrons will probably be knocked out. Anything higher that's military grade that has a little bit of shielding against EMP will have a save. But if you, but when you hit them with this, it will stun them and leave them stunned for a number of for a small number of turns based on your successes versus their save. So that will then make it so that they would have to use I would have to use my action points to give them actions so that way they could actually do things. Mm -hmm. All right, well, um, and she um, she cracked her knuckles and um, kind of steps back to, to look at her work. That has got to be the most <laughs> beautiful thing I've ever created. Considering what I usually work with are uh, baseballs and um, pieces of crap that I drag out of a dumpster. I will tell you this, uh, Miss Chanel. If we are able to salvage any of the robots inside of the uh, Vault 25, I'll be more than happy to lend my aid in carting it all back so you can sell it or use it on your truck. It wouldn't be just the truck that I'd be working on with the extra scrap. Oh? Work. What else is there? Working on a motorbike. Oh. A little two-seater thing. A little side cart for the, uh, for the little one right here. Been working on it for the last... Three, four months? And we should uh, keep this set of road letters that we uh, found and 
That way you have something when you have the bike finished. Yeah. Uh, we should um, we should load these everything up into the truck and uh, um, go get the uh, the n n night nights. Yeah, nights. Brotherhood nights. Yes. Okay. Works yeah. for me. It, I know it's a weird something title, but it's what they call themselves. Uh, and the good doctor will head off to grab Knight, uh, Arthur Knight, uh, Knight Helen. Uh, while the doctor is off, uh, Iris is going to turn to Chanel uh, and kind of gesture at all the, uh, like EMP stuff. Oh, God, make sure those things don't go off anywhere near me. I don't know what the fuck happened. Hey. Uh, you just stay behind me. I don't know if you know this, but uh, I might not be the sharpest knife in the the sharpest tool in the shed. We'll go with that. Um, but I've got aim. All right. Uh, good doctor. You head on over to where the knights are set, just enjoying some sunset sarsaparillas themselves. And they turn, like, turn to you and smile. Oh, hey, Doc. Where'd you all get off to? We got good tips, I will say. Um, we have a very good lead on where we think Vault 25 is along with the map and we also know that it is heavily guarded by lasers traps and a numerous amount of robotic well adversaries are you still willing to come along always and uh you see that uh knight helen layton picks up her sense of sarsaparilla and just downs the rest of it before uh popping her back and neck and saying so uh when we heading out Knight Arthur's looking a little less gung-ho just if only just because he's remembering uh all the intense burns he got from the last time he fought for, uh robots but he is doing much the same so as not to uh piss off his commanding officer we assume within the next half hour or so I'm actually about to go see if uh, Scribe Portnoy would be willing to come along as well. Although I do not think that he should, unless he has his power armor with him. Uh, we got that working again, thankfully. So at least, if nothing else, he can take a few shots meant for someone else and walk right through him. That shit's old, but it's still in at least decent enough shape once we got the dents out. The joys of military grade actually being of quality grade. Yeah, it's only it's only 51A model, but you know, he's a scribe. He didn't really have to worry about modding things too much. Indeed. And hopefully this will protect him like his wife, late wife, uh, desired. 
the knights just sort of nod solemnly a little bit to that and they say if you want to go ahead and uh, get him from having a heart attack by talking to the damn refrigerator on legs be my guess uh GM yes are they with an eye shot of like the of like a uh, Carter Iris and um and Chanel yeah they, you can all see them and they can all see you they're just talking to Dr. Hoffman at the moment okay um if she's able to get uh get uh the the Arthur's attention um and if she sees that he might not be super like pumped about having to come and help She's just gonna shoot him a little wave and a smile. <laughs> Charisma and speech. Got it. Look at you, you're gonna make that young man break his vows. <laughs> I'm gonna Black Widow to reroll the 13. Go right ahead. No, uh, one one success. Given the way that he is uh, already said that he feels, it's enough. He just like looks over to you and uh, gives a small smile and wave back, and then just seems a little more uh, ready, a little more confident, standing a little bit straighter, that kind of thing. Oblivious to this, Dr. Hoffman's gonna go <laughs> and talk to Scribe Portnoy. Alrighty. You just uh, get, get in on the like tail end of the conversation. There's no way that Nuka Wild is has the exact same ty type of flavor profile as, as Sunset Sasperl, or else you stole that. What? Tell me your secret robot, and he just starts shaking Marty, and Marty's like, get your hands off of me. Um, Marty, uh, Scribe Portnoy. Yeah. And he just like he just like stops and looks over at you. Oh, uh, doctor. Uh, and just looks back at Marty, who's like clamping his little like protectron claws, just like menacingly a little bit, just like. And uh, the scribe just slowly backs away from Marty. <laughs> I uh, sorry about that. I just. Been a long time fan of Sansa Susperilla, and this one is not taking my ideas very well. And then you just hear Marty just turn around and wander off. It's like, that's because they're wrong, you filthy. And then just like grumbling to himself in binary. Writing with an animatronic is not the smartest thing, uh, Airscribe. What I would suggest instead is, well, I would ask instead is, are you feeling up to an adventure? Um, well, no, but I feel like you are going to need all the help you can get. And a man in power armor is better than nothing. I heard you got it up and running again. Yes. We can ensure this time that you are well hydrated and fed, so you are not tapsing across the desert and making yourself absolutely miserable. 
That would be preferred, yes. Uh, I would be happy to accompany you and assist as best as I can. I am still not exactly a great shot, but who knows? Maybe I'll hit something. So long as you do not hit one of the allies, at least you will possibly uh, do some damage, which is enough. I beg of you, suit up. We plan to leave in roughly 30 minutes, perhaps less by this point. Very well. And uh, he will give a small uh, bow and head off to uh, get back his, into his power armor. Uh, if there is a god still out there listening, we could use the help right now. He's going to turn and head back to the main group. And the main group is once again all back together. Well, remember to packed and ready to roll. Fortnite should be along. Oh, Scribe Fortnite, that is. Uh, should be along shortly. Uh, who's bringing his power armor along? What? Worst case scenario. I do mean absolute worst case scenario. If he dies, at least the power armor will keep him upright and we have another form of cover. I do not like being the pessimist, but I have to be a realist at times as well. Well, it's never pleasant to think about the bad things that could happen when you go traipsing into gunfire. Honestly, he's older than most of the people that are out in the wastelands, so. And even then, it is honorable to think that he went off to try and help out his friends, even if he did not actually know they were his friends. Well, fingers crossed that he gets to come home. Yeah. But enough about Debbie Downing. Time to kill some robots. Damn right. Mm-hmm. And with that, and with that, we are going to say good night the evening as our intrepid survivors pack up and get ready to assault Vault Twenty Five and Doctor Testridge. Time to Farewell. shoot Testridge in the head. Mm-hmm.